You're listening to Optimize et al., a technology podcast powered by Naviate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a podcast with myself, Batul Jabal, my colleague, Brendan Gregory, and my colleague, Cher Ehrlich. 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 Close. Oh, so close. Okay, but thank you very much for joining me today. All the way from USA, here in Malmo, um, we finally meet, and we're finally talking about technology, ACC, Autodesk Construction Cloud, for those of you who have not used it before, and BIM 360, and just basically the way that we collaborate together. So we've had to come a long, long way in terms of collaboration and share, you know, in terms of experiences of what we've had in the industry and how we collaborated back in the day. What was, what actually motivated us in the industry to kind of move forward? What was the, the sticky points that really took us hours to communicate and collaborate on? I think one of the biggest thing is like globalization, right? With the change in technology, it allowed us to work across the globe with different organizations, different company and different people. And I even, you know, know when I work, one of my first jobs, my old employer, we had offices all over the world. Um, and so how do you begin to work, for example, on the same model, Revit model, in New York and in India or in Australia, really like across the globe. I mean, we weren't really there in terms of bandwidth to have, you know, somebody across the world working on the, on a model that was in a server in New York. Uh, it was just too slow. They couldn't do it. They couldn't access it. They would uh, lose connection and potentially corrupt the model. Not even if it was actually that would happen. They would lose bandwidth. It would corrupt the model. And so I remember when uh, Autodesk came out with the Revit server. Yeah. So that's sort of some the to that problem. Yeah. However, yeah. we couldn't use that to collaborate with people outside of our organization. That was the big hindrance there. Yeah. Look at Brad. That, that's where I want to jump in. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're talking about within the same company. Yeah. So you've got the, the IT and security overhead of... Um, access to that model but you're always in the same company yeah. and what happens when you're trying to collaborate with other companies we yeah, i mean you can't a model yeah you have to transmit it you're not able to actually share the information in a, in a live manner it's it's on intervals and those intervals can can really slow down the progress of the project so uh, i think i could take it a step back from that so in the uk uh what we used to do back in the day, was actually put like a dongle or a USB stick in the post, wait for the postman at four o'clock, give it to the postman, make sure it's recorded, phone the people the next day and say, has it arrived? Has it not arrived? And maybe by then it might have got wet in the post because it always rains in the UK. Or, you know, something might have happened that the USB got corrupt again. So in terms of collaborating, we had so many obstacles that really delayed our programs and schedules. And coming from a project management perspective, you know, that's only a nightmare, but it's just going to add more and more time on our chats to say, you know, projects are delayed and everything like that. So, Brendan, what did the industry do after the Revit service? What did we do in order to kind of increase collaboration and, and stop the assignments? Yeah, so the, the process of digital transformation went to the cloud. So that is where we are now. Um, there are still teams that need to catch up and get there. Um, but 
now we have the ability with the cloud to stay in sync and reduce that time between collaboration. So um, in the past, we would have to transmit physically USB drives or FTP servers or, um, you know, start to use platforms that were in the cloud to transfer files, but then actually being able to collaborate in the same Revit model in the cloud was a game changer. Yeah. And so that came about. And then what Autodesk did with BIM 360 and now the Autodesk Construction Cloud and even leveraging the Forge platform, renamed Autodesk Platform Services. I know I'm going all the way <laughs> uh, into the weeds here, but um, just the possibilities of like collaborating live anywhere in the world because of this technology and then even making automations because of the APIs that are available. Um, just the possibilities of improving our, our efficiency, our productivity, um, and having better designs because we're focused on the things that really matter when we're, when we're, uh, designing. Um, we can focus on sustainability, you know. We mentioned the word focus. Sometimes do you think having such a collaborative platform and being able to see things like, do you think or feel as though that can also be a hindrance because you're getting that live data changing? Whereas before you'd sit there, you'd process what, you know, as an architect from, from what the structures have sent to me, I can sit there and process what they've sent to me without being distracted almost by the latest release, the latest release. Do you think that could be a hindrance? Yes. Uh, but there's a very good way to deal with it. So the BIM 360 platform, uh, has a module called design collaboration that, that facilitates the collaboration in the cloud with Revit models. And there's different ways you can link Revit models together. So being able to, uh, choose whether you consume that model update, uh, in the, in the web interface and being able to review the changes. I mean, I used to spend time looking and comparing models, figuring out what did I was an MVP. So I was trying to figure out what did the architect change? Um, so that I can adapt my design to the latest update. Uh, the BIM360 platform, now the Alice Construction Cloud platform, can immediately analyze those two files. You pick the two versions. It shows you what things were added, which things were modified, what was removed. It makes that process so simple. It's almost like magic, isn't it? I mean, back in the day, we used to bring out those pieces of paper, put up to the air, and just hope that you'll find something, you know, bring out your highlighters and see that. So, so, so that's remarkable. So going from, you know, e-transmitting or, or from Revit servers to then moving into the cloud. What do you think the future of technology in terms of, you know, what's the next step after cloud? Yeah. I, I briefly mentioned, uh, the APIs that are available. Um, I mean, Autodesk has been communicating that they're really trying to make a platform. And part of that is sharing, um, access to the APIs to, you know, everyone. So, uh, Architects, engineers, um, if, if there's a, a software development team, maybe in a larger company, they can utilize these APIs to start making automations, um, and optimizations that work into their specific workflow. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think also that because we're not wasting all this time trying to collaborate, you know, I remember that an entire day every week, was just dedicated to packaging up all the Revit models, 
and getting it to the consultants, to each different consultants. But now that frees up our time, like Brenna and Julie said, like maybe sustainability, but now it's also opened up um, different ways that we can visualize like with VR, AR, or even, you know, we're seeing a lot of um, different AIs develop around design. So um, all of this technology is linked together to help us become better designers and then give us time to focus on things like how to make things more sustainably. Absolutely. I mean, all of these are topics that we're going to have podcasts on. So if you're listening to this, we'll have much more conversations on AI, AI, what it is, and how we can influence um, our designs with the use of technology. So do stay tuned for those as well. Um, in terms of kind of moving on to, you know, AI and AR and sustainability, do you think the two go together? 100%. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're distributed across across the globe. Yeah. Um, and with, I know the the catch the the hot word right now is metaverse, right? Absolutely. So, all <laughs> uh, the metaverse. But <laughs> right now, it's not in the future. You can do this today. You can put on a VR headset and you can run a coordination meeting in your model, walking around, looking at uh, uh, clashes or issues or Physically moving things. Yeah, you can move things around. So Autodesk acquired the Wild and Iris VR, great platforms for uh, fully immersive design review uh, and even uh, manipulating the environment. So um, that, I mean, that is really exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Imagine being a client, you know, back in the 70s and you had to really interpret this black and white drawing on the desk. And, you know, the architect can visualize everything. But as a client, you, you can't really visualize it. You're not trained to do that. You know, the client might be a lawyer, for example, or, you know, a, a totally different universe, really, of, of working. And so when they try to interpret something that's black and white on a, on a paper, it's not as straightforward as yeah. having a walk around your new house or and, and having a walk around where you're going to be. And it's all connected. So that cloud models that we were talking about before, you can load those in, into the VR, you can jump into the VR experience from the data that's in those models, and it's it's live. It's like real life scale. You feel completely there, and can sense like that you like the design, or you you want to make changes. Absolutely, is people don't realize that. I mean, design is all about feeling. You know, how does the space? Uh, as architects, I don't know about MAP. But as architects, comfort. She's uh, looking at the <laughs> side at the moment. So she's getting through with the emotional sides of being in this living room. You know, how does, yeah, does it, as it opens, does it make you feel more free, more light? When you walk into a closed space, do you feel more claustrophobic? Are the colors warming? Are they, you know, stark and, uh, cold? You know, how is, how does that relate to your, your, your environment and you can't feel that and you can't see that yeah and this is where 4d technology 5d 6d interpreting what 6d technology might be and the, the touch of materials before you even get it and I, I suppose that's all coming in now within the whole augmented reality and and things like that and i suppose um in, in a way it also adds to the the golden thread of information which is really important so making sure that you know, facilities management, once you've handed over your building to someone, to the client, how can they then maintain that building in the best way and sustainable way as well? So without being wasteful, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in terms of technology and our conversation that we just had, we've spoken about the beginnings of time. So, you know, drawing and sending things by post through to Revit servers and go through to clouds and, and now just this kind of feel, feeling like a child in an imagination world, you know, where you, you, you just kind of bring out everything and you can just play around with, with your designs, you know, soon we'll be, oh, what is a laptop? You know, let's just design with our hands in the air, you know, and there's your building, there's the box. Who knows what the, the future will bring, but. It's been a great, great conversation. Thank you very much for joining me today. And I wish you both a safe journey back to the US. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. And if you haven't already seen the LinkedIn uh, profiles of Oshare and Brendan, then please feel free to check it out in the link as well. Take care. See you soon. Everything. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.